The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Today is, the day this is dropping at least, is officially the one year anniversary of the podcast. Uh, I launched the first like three episodes last August 31st. Um... It's been kind of a wild ride uh, at the recommendation of somebody who I consider a friend of the show, uh, Russ from the Infectious Groove podcast. I've talked about him before. I've told you guys to go check out their vinyl YouTube channel. I've plugged him on every form of social media because not that they've asked me to, not that there's anything, you know, there's no tit for tat or anything going on. It's just I honestly think it's an awesome show and you should all be listening to it. So uh, Russ said, I, I, put, I put a post out on social media a few days ago, like, hey, I just realized the first anniversary of the, episode, of the show's coming up. What should I do for an anniversary kind of episode? Anybody got any ideas? And uh, beyond the usual ranting and raving that I usually do. And, the, and Russ's idea was a good one. He said, why don't you do kind of a retrospective of what you've done over the last year? He says, and I was like, I got to thinking about it, and... There's been a lot of changes in the show. I've learned a lot. Uh, I've found some venues and things that I. It's been a. It's been an experience for me, and hopefully, it's been an experience for anybody that's listening to it. Um, this is going to be a little atypical of what you usually get if you tune into this show, other than the fact that when I first started out, I always said I'm not going to promise you that there's going to be any guarantee of what's going to be here, and I did initially have some <laughs> pretty solid aspirations of. The, it was a very schizophrenic concept. There was no concept. It was, well, maybe I'll do some cooking stuff. Maybe I'll do some life tips. Maybe I'll do some life, I, as much as I hate the phrase life hacks, It's it, if you figure something out, it's not a fucking hack. It's just a different way of doing something. And it may be a shortcut. It's, it's, a hack is a basically, to my mind at least, a hack is a way to game the system. If you figured out a way to game the system and to get through life and you want to share it with other people, that's great. It's not necessarily a fucking hack, though. But I digress. Um, yeah, so those early episodes, I got episodes about things you need to... And I think that I think the information's still good. I think there's still stuff people should be hearing out of the earlier episodes. Things to think about when getting your first place. Things to think about when you are getting ready to rent. Things you need to have to live on your own. Little, little tips and tactics about survival and, and getting out on your own and being in a solid position and hopefully just pointing out a few things that people might not normally think about. And like I said, there are several of those episodes in the back catalog and I do think it's good information. And I've talked repeatedly about doing cooking episodes and giving out recipes and uh, I've been thinking about that. If it, Realistically, that is something I am capable of. I, For anybody who doesn't know, I'm, I'm, I am a chef. I've been a food service professional for over 25 years. I have been a qualified, certified chef for <laughs> a little less than that, but still almost two decades. So looking at that, yeah, I do have a skill set there, and I do have some marketable skills. 
maybe if I ever set up a Patreon or whatever, um, there is an option on one of the uh, Buy Me a Coffee page to book virtual cooking lessons, which uh, literally no one has ever, I think, even looked at the link, but I did put it up there. It was more as a joke than anything else, just for me, for my own, like, well, let's see if I can put this up here. I was, when I was trying to figure out how to set things up, I was like, oh, this is how you set up premium content, and I never took it down, but I also never expected anybody to click on it. But uh, I guess that always is an option, too. I mean, <laughs> but it's definitely, and that was also, I was doing all that when I was furloughed, uh, thanks to the, the pandemic last year. And I had time where it was like, yeah, I can book online cooking lessons. This might be a good way to supplement the fact that I'm not working. But now I am working, and <laughs> I suppose if somebody really wants some online cooking lessons, I will be happy to give them to them, but it's going to be a lot more logistic stuff involved. But on the other side of that coin, maybe I could actually film it at my work kitchen <laughs> and uh, and have an actual professional setup to do it in and just say, here's some instructional videos. Uh, we're looking at... Well, anyway, that's that's a whole other thing. But yeah, it's it's been an interesting year. I've you know branched out on social media, went out. I've met a lot of really cool people online from... Primary, I mean, primarily a lot of other podcasters because the indie pod scene is humongous and it grew geometrically thanks to the pandemic. And I'm a prime example of that this show exists because after talking about it for years, I finally decided to do something about it because all of a sudden I had an extra 40 hour, 40 plus hours a week where I didn't have things to occupy my time. And because of that, I set up all the social media accounts and all that stuff and kind of tried to dive in with both feet and I met some really cool people through networking through Twitter and and Facebook and Instagram and uh, talking you know I mean like any other networking situation I talked to people that had other shows that I was interested in and then through them I met other people and I found other shows and I went from somebody who listened to a couple of podcasts every now and then to somebody who listens to like four to seven a day uh, <laughs> depending on what day it is and what, what new releases come out. And if there is nothing new that comes out on a particular day, which is a very rare thing, but some of the shows I listen to are, like, bi-weekly. Some shows don't necessarily put out episodes all the time. So if I have some downtime and there's not any episodes on my itinerary to listen to, I'm either checking out a new program or trying to get caught up on somebody's back catalog. Uh, some of the people I've been interacting with over the last year have massive back catalogs, and it's going to take me a long time to get caught up on all of them. So it is, uh, It's a thing, but I enjoy it, and I found out I enjoy it, and I found out I enjoy things that I didn't think I would enjoy. Uh, I've started listening to true crime stuff, which I've spent years giving my wife flack about her fascination with true crime television programs, and realistically, I still don't sit down and watch that stuff. I mean, I sit down with her, but I don't pay attention when she's on that stuff. That's when I'm doing my social media networking and all that other crap. And all the the little side stuff, the minimal amount of research I do, if there's something I think I need to research for an episode that's not just going to be random babbling, that gets done while I'm sitting on the couch and she's watching her programs and I'm just sitting there so we can spend time together, even though she knows I'm not paying attention to what she's watching. That's a good dynamic. It works for us. And, uh... Yeah, so, but I found out I actually do enjoy listening to a lot of true crime programs because there's so, m I mean, that is the biggest segment of podcasts, I think. It's, there's a lot of different jokes about it, depending on whether you're pro-true crime or, or opposed to true crime or you're meh on the whole subject. 
And there's people that'll say it's because every basic bitch has a true crime podcast. And you know, I don't agree with that. I think a lot of basic bitches do have true crime podcasts, but I don't think having a true crime podcast automatically makes you a basic bitch. I've met some really, really cool people, really smart people, people with way more education than I have that are into true crime. And it's something they find interesting. And the shows are amazing. They are deep dives. They are different approaches. They are looking at aspects of why and how. It's not just, I mean, there's only so much stuff out there that's, as far as what's available for information. But there's a lot of different things that are flavored with a personal flair. With You get their take on things. You get their, their approach is not necessarily always the same. And there are different thematics things, whether it's true crimes that happened nothing you know newer than two centuries ago or true crimes that were committed by a certain specific segment of the population whether that be you know true crimes that were committed by corrupt cops or true crimes that were committed by people in this country people the uh, true crimes that were all committed in the scottish highlands true crimes that were all committed prior to 1875 i mean there's a metric shit ton of these shows out there and a lot of them are fan friggin-tastic and I've found shows that were, you know, about social commentary and social issues. And, you know, that's, I mean, I, I kind of fall under that umbrella as well. Although, <laughs> I don't know. I don't exactly know where I fit. Um, every time I look at the charts, and I try not to do that too often just for the sake of my own ego. I mean, if you are if you guys are listening to this episode and you haven't already turned it off by now, thank you for starters. Second off, I'm going to assume you're the people that listen to me on a regular basis because I have a pretty consistent core, according to my metrics, of about 35 people. Um, uh, the numbers were higher for a little while, but that has my estimated audience has kind of seemed to went when everybody started seeing some pullback and some shrinkage in their numbers with the start of summer, and uh, so I know it wasn't just me, but at the same time. That seems to be where I'm tapping out. At I've got 30-some people that listen on a regular basis. So thank you to you guys. You're awesome. I appreciate the uh, the love. Um, you know, if you if you are a listener on a regular basis, uh, if you go check out the website, that would be fantastic. I, I normally throw all this crap in at the end, I guess. But um, I don't... I've, I've One thing I've noticed is a lot of other shows are talking about their merch and their websites and all this other stuff. And I'm not trying to do this to make a living. I'm doing this. This is my hobby. This is for fun. I do merch because I think it's a fun thing. And basically anything that comes from that is going right back into the show. That's so I can buy like stickers and, you know, coffee mugs and shit to give away as, as prizes or gifts or whatever. And, um, so I'm going to just make a quick plug. I had to say at podcast.com, it's got, all the links and the stuff and the things. And uh, so if you, if you got a few minutes, I also, it's got a feedback form, and that's really why I brought it up is I would love to hear what you guys think. Tell me what you think about the website. Tell me what you think about the show. Um, I got my first voicemail uh, a couple of weeks ago um, from a friend of mine whose show I found on Twitter, uh, Nick. So, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Uh there's a lot of stuff that's going on kind of in the background here that relates to the show in as far as it relates to me. Um, in the last year, I've learned that, like I said, I, I'm kind of trying to streamline the, the main thing of this show. 
And that's my thoughts, my opinions, my attitude, hopefully with a little bit of humor in there because a lot of people say that, you know, they're laughing or they're either laughing or agreeing with me, and either of those two are acceptable in my book. And, but you don't have to agree with me either. Um, I don't expect everyone to agree with me. I just I try and offer my view and my opinions on things and my perspective, but I'm always willing to listen to somebody else's perspective. I'm always willing to listen and reconsider my position if the facts are representative of something that's worth my time and my thought. Uh, I, I One of those things is I've noticed with a lot of people is I'm different because I'm willing to accept I don't friggin' know everything. I know a lot. I think I know a lot more than a lot of people when it comes to certain subjects because there are a lot of people doing a lot of really dumb shit things out there. I, the amount of people who have showed a huge amount of a lack of common sense that do dumb shit. Uh, the thing that's going on right now, and I usually, at one point I was like, I don't want to put topical things in because I don't want the sh- episodes to date themselves. But it's realistically, it's not that way anymore. It's Everything is dated because I try and, I'm, whatever I'm talking about is usually whatever's pissing me off at the moment. And there's this stupid-ass milk crate challenge that has gone viral on all the, the TikTok and I know it's just TikTok. It's not the TikTok. Uh, it was my brain skipping a groove. and uh, But the, the, the milk crate challenge and all these assholes that are like doing a header from seven feet in the air because they're trying to walk over a, a, a Mario stack of fucking milk crates. Why? Who the fuck knows? It's not like anybody offered a prize to the guy that's able to do this. And the vast majority of people are not able to do it for one very solid reason. Milk crates are inherently unstable. They generally, you're not getting brand new, fresh off the market milk crates that are still perfectly smooth and level. They've been battered and abused, and they're not designed, they're designed to stack and hold, but not to support somebody trying to balance on them. And the way we are built, the way our bodies work, they're if you flip them upside down like that, after they go two or three high, they're not stable anymore. I'm saying that as somebody who appreciates a good milk crate. I sit on milk crates as, you know, having been in the service industry all these years. And I used to go out and use them for smoke breaks. You never stacked them more than too high. I mean, for starters, you couldn't get your ass up that high usually unless you were really fucking tall. But the really tall people would still hunker down and get on them like one or two deep. That's just because they are not stable. And stacking them up and then trying to walk on them, you're just asking for a fucking injury. I'm really surprised. I mean, I've seen a few videos that, like, guys snapping their arms, and I saw one where a guy's, you know, uh, tibia or fibia, I don't know, one of, one of his arm muscles was, arm bones was poking out through his forearm. It's like, yep, he's fucking done with that. Pins and screws are in his immediate future, and he probably doesn't have a fucking job either, so he probably doesn't have insurance, so it's going to suck for him. But surprisingly enough, nobody's managed to off themselves yet. I'm really waiting for the Darwin Award to get handed out for this one. Uh, because, <laughs> fuck it, they, it needs to happen. Uh, somebody is going to take themselves out. and it's, I guess it's, it's just going to be a big, I told you so when it happens. And, anyway, but yeah, so... It's been a year. A lot has changed in a year. Like I said, I've started listening to a lot of true crime shows, and partly because I found some shows that I really like, partly because I found some really cool people, and that's what they're passionate about, and that's what they enjoy, and I want to support them in what they enjoy. 
I found some shows that I did not have any idea that anybody else out there would identify with the combinations as much as I identify with the combinations. Shows that have combi- that combine music and alcohol, or literature and video games, and, and like I said, I've met some really cool, amazing people. I mean, not in person. I haven't actually met anybody from the podcast world in person yet, uh, but a lot of people I've met online in various formats and consider these people... Uh, as good a friend as most of the people I grew up with, because I actually talk to these people more than I talk to people I spent my entire childhood with. But it's part of life, too. It's And with things being what they are these days, it's actually a lot easier to maintain online virtual relationships than it is to be actively hanging around with people in person. So, I mean, fortunately, I do have some people I'm, I see on a regular basis that keeps me from going completely stir-crazy because they're pretty cool people and I still get some actual human interaction. But they're talking about a second lockdown now, so who knows how much longer that'll last. Um, but anyway, yeah, so as far as the show goes, I it's it's been a year. It's been 12 months of doing this, and I decided to look back and do a little retrospective and look at some numbers and some information, and I figured it's just kind of a fun thing I'll share with you guys. A little bit of the background of looking back at the last year of I Had to Say It. And these are all just metric numbers I pulled off of my host, and it's not obviously going to cover everything uh, related to the show, but it's what my senile self can remember at this point. Uh, Year to date, over the last year, we have published 80 episodes, like right on the head, which was not intentional, it was not something I figured I'd do. I actually started the second season at the beginning of the year, just I figured that's the way I'm going to do it, is seasons will be a year. And that'll keep, just so for, mostly so I can keep things organized. So, But yeah, over the course of the last 365 days, it'll be, including this one, 81 episodes. Um, as of the day I'm recording this, we have just over 3,500 uh, downloads, plays, uh, instances of people listening to an episode. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I have an estimated aggregate audience number of 36 regular listeners. The average episode is playing 39 times per episode. Some of them, I think, you know, we get non-repeat listeners. We get people that just pop in and check something out or they find something in a search or a, a meta tag or whatever it is, SEO information. Um, all stuff I'm, I have to get better at if I want to, you know, grow the show, supposedly. But I'm working on it. It's a hobby. I, I do what I can when I can. The fact that I keep doing it every week is just, it speaks to my stubbornness as much as anything else. Uh, like this week, it, I have a list of 45 unique listens. Um, the most played episode uh, to year to date... Again, none of my episodes have managed to crack 100. I, I'm not in triple digits on anything yet. Uh, that's kind of a goal for this next year is to hopefully get the get the regular listeners up. But I would really it, it would tickle me to get one of the episodes to break 100 plays. Just I, I don't know why it's I, just a goal. Uh, but the most played episode so far with a whopping 87 plays was the episode called "Cancel This," which was one of my. I've gone off about it more than once, but with the whole cancel culture and things getting canceled and somebody being brought up as, oh, we're going to cancel this. And I, it 
irritates me. I think cancellation is stupid. You can't make bad things just disappear like they never happened. You can't say, oh, well, you fucked up and you're done. Uh, people make mistakes. We're, we're all humans. Nobody's fucking perfect. So trying to, particularly my issue with a lot of this, and I'm trying not to derail things, but for the, if the, if you're a new listener and you're wondering where why I stand on this and why I'm saying cancel culture is stupid, you can't make the past go away. If you make the past go away, you can't learn from it and you repeat the same fucking mistakes. Furthermore, like I said, people are fallible. Nobody's perfect. But the, one of the things that really sets me off about it is when people start trying to use cancel culture about shit that is done and over with, not in the matter of learning from things, but saying we need to take these things away and make sure they don't exist anymore because by the standards of their time, they may have been acceptable, but by my standards, they're not okay. They hurt my feelings, and I want them gone. No, toughen up, knuckle up, be a fucking adult, and if something bothers you that much, just stay the fuck away from it. it forcing your opinions, your beliefs, and your th ideals of what should be acceptable on someone else when it literally if you weren't going out actively looking for it, wouldn't be impacting you, you need to go fuck off. I I mean, I'm, I don't support, if you've listened to any of the episodes, and I always feel the need to make this statement when I say things like that, just because people want to get bent out of shape and they want to come at me and, oh my God, you're this, that, and the other. I will argue and debate with anybody, anytime, anywhere, when they try and tell me I'm something I'm not. And I'm not judgmental in regards of, I've never held anyone I've never held it against anyone for things they have no control over I will not judge you based on your skin color I will not judge you based on your religion as long as you're not trying to force it on somebody if you believe in something and it makes you happy and you're not hurting anybody in the process good for you hold that shit dear if it makes you a better person I'm all for it if you're going to be okay with other people doing their own thing and you're not going to be a judgy prick, that's really all I ask from you. You don't judge people for shit they have no control over. You judge them for the shit they do have control over. Judge them for being a shitty person. Judge them for being obnoxious. Judge them for being rude. Judge them for being pushy. Judge them for thinking their problems are more important than anyone else's problems. Judge them for thinking they're better than somebody else based on no merit. I'm a big fan of merit. If you're actually better than someone at something, then you're better at it. I will acknowledge it. If you're better than me at something, I will acknowledge you're better than me at it. If you're not better than me at it, I will not lord it over your head that I'm better than you at it unless you make it an issue. That's just kind of... Anyway, I'm <laughs> getting myself sidetracked. So, yeah. Um, so that, that those are the, the metrics, the numbers, as far as the show's gone. Um, I don't know. Mail, I mailed out like 160 stickers uh, to various people here and there. Um, you, you know, usually a, a couple, three, depending on how many I had at the time. Uh, it's one of those things I need to get when I have some play money to deal with. I got to order some more stickers because I am down to like a dozen. Uh, because I like to send them to people because people, I, everybody likes stickers. I love stickers. If you want to send me something, send me stickers. Stickers and coffee mugs are two things that I will never decline. I have stickers all over my podcast, my computer, my laptop, my I have a water bottle covered in, in podcast stickers. I have I'm starting a board because I'm running out of room on my on my computers for <laughs> for stickers and I I want more and so if anybody's ever looking for something to get me, podcast stickers. Love them. 
There are general stickers, too, but if they want to fit the theme of everything else on here, it's got to be a podcast sticker. And I have a pretty respectable collection of podcast coffee cups. Uh, always looking to grow that. Like I said, anybody wants to... My, we missed my birthday this year. Um, but yeah, anybody wants to send me a birthday presents or Christmas presents or whatever you happen to feel like sending the fat guy a, a nice gift for, shoot me a DM. I, I love coffee cups. <laughs> uh, okay, that none of that was serious. I... I, I am not asking anyone to send me anything they don't feel. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they should send me something just unless you want to. If it makes you happy, go for it. But if it's, I don't want to inconvenience anybody or cost anyone anything. Um, I will, <laughs> if you are a fellow podcaster and you're running sort of some sort of competition or contest or whatever, I will, you know, join the hell out of that because I think that kind of stuff is fun. And if I win something from that, that's great. Yay. It's all about the engagement, right? And if I, if I if I already have some something from you and you're doing something like that and I see it, I will hype the hell out of it. But you know, I don't want to you know double dip on winning prizes. I think that's kind of a dick move. But anyway, I, again, I'm just distracting myself from the, where I was trying to go with this. So uh, yeah, it's been the, the year has been interesting. Um, I did not ever really intend to start this out as like any kind of like interview or, you know, I, I always said, well, maybe I'll have a few, you know, people on just to come talk. And, uh, and I did actually, I've actually had several guests, uh, over the last year. Uh, I've got some more guests lined up for the future. Um, some of them are already on the book. Some of them are tentative. Some of them are still working stuff out. Uh, just a quick rundown of the guest episodes, and again, they're all in the back catalog, and you can check them all out. Uh, I had Ariel Cooksey, the host of Malice, and uh, one of the people of the DTF podcast, which is down to folk, where they do just, it's like folk tales that are, well, realistically, all folk tales are made up, but these are folk tales that they made up, and the show's fucking hilarious. Um, I had Allie and Celeste, the ladies of Taboos, that came on, that was... That was a fantastic conversation we had. Uh, it was long. I had to split it into a two-parter because there was so much. Uh, I mean, I tried to edit it, and it was still almost two hours worth of stuff because that was just an amazing conversation. I, I, I love those gals so much. They're fantastic. Their show is wonderful. You should definitely check it out. Um, they talk about assorted you know, cultural taboo-type topics with foul mouths and drinks in hand, and they are wonderful. And... Um, I had Liz on from You Should Have Ghosted, which was a podcast that I, I also was one, like one of the first podcasts I interacted with where I was a guest on their show as well. And uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Liz is one of those people I'm constantly interacting with outside of like the actual show, but on social media. She, she's a trip. That's, that's my buddy. And then last but most certainly not least, I had uh, Dr. Catherine Sheffield, the host of A Few Bad Apples, come on and we chit-chatted about a lot of different stuff and uh it was a blast and i come i came to find out i really like doing that stuff i like talking i miss talking to people apparently i like talking to people and so i'm bringing more people onto the show um and if dear listener if you want to get involved with the show you can uh let me know shoot me a message on one of the social media platforms or an email or leave me a voicemail message that uh, you can send text messages. There's a phone number on the website that you can. I I generally don't answer it because it's uh, I don't 
I'm not sitting there at a desk with the phone waiting for it to ring. But I do get notifications and voicemails and text messages. And so, yeah, if you really want to get a hold of me, if you're interested in coming on the show and you want to talk to me or you want to cuss me out or whatever, it's there. It's all good. And uh, I mentioned that I, I guested on You Should Have Ghosted, and I realized I like going on other people's shows, too. It's fun. It's more interaction. And I, I was on several shows over the last over the last year. I, I mentioned You Should Have Ghosted. I did a episode of The Jury Room, uh, which is a true crime show with Kevin. He's friggin' fantastic. He's, like, very in-depth, deep-dive research on these true crime cases, and you know, he's got a very somber timbre and really respectful of the the victims. And, you know, he puts the information out and he's got a touch of humanity to it. That's really, He's a great guy. He does a good job. Yeah. Then <laughs> and then he had me on as as a guest for one of his after he does like a, a recap kind of episode for for the crime episodes. And, you know, he's. He's a great guy. It was it was a, it was a blast. It was a really good time. I look forward to having him on the show. Um, well, it, it was fun. We we had a had a good had a good talk. We talked about the crime. We talked about a lot of other stuff. It was fantastic. Um, they had the uh, the Bub and Gob show. Uh, the guys are founding members of the Rogue Rooster Media Network, which is the media group I I I also belong to. I am a <laughs> I am a proud member of the Rogue Rooster Media family. Um, they're, they're great guys. I went on there. We did a trivia, a food trivia thing because they know I'm a chef. And, and, yeah, they have a great show, too. So, I, I again, obviously, if I'm if I'm appearing on these shows, I obviously endorse them. And they're all shows I listen to. I've never been on some random person show where, like, hey, we know you don't listen to us, but why don't you come talk? I believe, oddly enough, I've gotten a few uh, DMs on, like, Twitter and stuff where it's like, hey, how would you like to come on our podcast? And it's like, I've never friggin' heard of you. I, you literally just started following me 15 minutes ago. I think the weird approach. It's not the way I would do it. I I would prefer to at least vet the people before I start sending out invites. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is somebody that listened to the show and decided they liked me, and that's why they found me on Twitter or whatever. But honestly, I've been a little leery with those ones where it's like, hey, we've never interacted socially, but you want to be a guest on my show. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um Oh, we've never interacted in any way, shape, or form, but you want me to come on your show. Do you understand what you're asking for? Because I'm not going to filter myself or change who I am just to be on somebody else's page. It's If you ask for me, you get me. You don't, you, you don't get a different version of me. You get me. And that's another reason why I appreciate the people that have had me on their show, because they knew what they were getting into. I have not gone on any strangers' programs. So, let's see, where was I? Uh, you should have ghosted Jury Room, Bub and Gob Show, Dads on Dayquil, uh, one of the recent, my most recent guest appearance. Uh, I love the Dads on Dayquil. It's a fantastic show. I've plugged them in the past. I belong to their Facebook group. It's They're great guys. They And, you know, they crack me up. And they're also members of the Rogue, Meester, Rogue Rooster Media Group. Uh, you know, LLC. And... <laughs> Uh, what else? I was on uh, the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast, which is a guy who's a good buddy of mine, Australian fella, talking Australian podcast about a fantasy football for American League football. It's a very unique mix. Matty C., the commissioner of the Astro League Fantasy Football League, is the guy's a trip. He's so funny. He's, he's witty. He's closer to my age. <laughs> so we have a more similar lean to our thoughts 
and it was just a really good time. We, you know, we talked some football, we cracked some jokes, we had some fun, we got, had some laughs, and that's what it was for both of us. You know, we're having some laughs, we got this little hobby, and we're enjoying ourselves. And then uh, I was on the Mind Buzz with uh, my buddy Gil. It's uh, Mind Buzz Media. It's more more of a conversational interview kind of thing. Uh, it was it was a it was a really fun experience. It, again, that was another one. It was a couple hours of us talking. I, th- I think Gil got it down to about an hour for the episode, but. Um, yeah, it was, that was a blast. It was a really good time. I'm, I'm meeting all these cool people and I'm really thankful for being on there. And then there's one last one, uh, which a little different, uh, <laughs> and the show is on, I don't know if it's going to be a permanent hiatus or if it's a hiatus, but uh, a show called Darwin's Deviations. Uh, this guy, Darwin, uh, he's, it, it is a very well-produced like gonzo science show and it's it's really kind of hard to exactly sum it up this guy puts in a fantastic amount of work he presents some really unique information in a totally off the wall approach uh, i love this guy's show uh the production values were amazing i mean he, I'm, he put a lot of work into it he sent me some pictures of his editing tabs and stuff and seeing all the uh, all the stuff he was sticking in there there was you know, voice modulation and sound effects and music and a whole... And it's it was a little different. That's why I, I put it off towards the end here because everything else was more conversational. This was a, like, scripted, like, for, for, formally written out set piece. And it was very cool, and I really like the guy. He's, he's a, He is a, a little younger than me, but he, the guy's a trip. He's a really good guy. And uh, it, it was a really fun thing that we did. And it was it was fun, too, because... It worked with the concept of the show as he was working it, but it was also kind of poking fun at myself, and that made it that much better to do. And that that was a really awesome thing that I did. And and uh, yeah, so that's kind of the the Cliff Notes version of what the last year has been like for me. So if you made it this far into the show, thank you for listening. If you listen on a regular basis, thank you for putting up with me and let me into your ears. You know, once a week. <laughs> Um, I'm getting right around, I'm actually a little over the half hour mark, so I'm going to try and wrap this up. Um, again, thank you for listening. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not pod fading. Uh, hopefully, you know, things will keep getting better. I'll get it, keep getting better at this, get some better equipment, maybe start having some production values. There's a long list of things I'd like to do in the name of this show, but, um, as it sits, thank you for spending your time with me. Thank you for being there. Uh, for being the ears that this show winds up in. Uh, thank you for the people that interact with me on all the social media platforms. Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you for your attention, your support, all that good stuff. And so, yeah, that's one year in the can. Let's uh, Looking forward to getting the, the next one started off and, and rocking and rolling right. So uh, thanks, everyone. Thank you so much. And for this one, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about, 
There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.